Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about baby's first foods. Join me for my live presentation. Here's part two. Things that have been important to me and values for me just from raising my kids and them eating is I want them to be confident in trying new foods. You know, if they go to someone's house or they go out somewhere and they're offered food, I want them to feel like they can try it, eat when they're hungry, stop when they're full and just have that food confidence. And the last thing for me is stress-free mealtimes. I have a really strong family value and family mealtimes are really, really important to me. They were important to me growing up. I remember Um, a lot of fond times with my family around the dinner table. And I know for me and my kids now who are year six and year seven, nearly have a teenager in a couple of weeks, is that no matter how busy we get or how crazy it is, at the end of the day, we always come and sit down around the table. Except tonight though, because we were making homemade sausage rolls and the kids were helping me with that and they took way too long in the oven and so they're eating out there now without me uh, because they didn't cook in time. But otherwise, every day we come around the table and we always eat together and it's a really nice time. And we do have stress-free meal times because I did put in the consistent work in those early years to help the kids like, you know, not make meal times stressful. All right. So I digress. Let's get stuck into the guide to introducing solid food. So we're going to take you through these four phases. Now, this guide is is actually my guide that I've created based on my research and experience in the field, as well as my own experiences as a mum. And so I've just put them together because I feel like they're a nice way of helping you take the pressure off having to go super fast. You know that you've got, you know, six to eight months to do this in, but also know that things do need to progress and keep moving. You don't want your child to get stuck on a particular texture or a particular food. We want variety of of tastes and textures to keep moving throughout um, these months. So we've got the four to six months phase, so the first phase, and that phase is all about watching and tasting Then we move into six to eight months of age. Now, this phase is all about getting new things in. Babies are not fussy. Babies are open to everything. They don't become fussy until later on in their toddler years. So we want to get as many new experiences into their life as we can, new foods, new textures. Then we move into the eight to 10 months of age when we're starting to get some dexterity with their fingers, coordination with chewing and their tongue. Um, And so we, again, want lots of new foods and textures, but we're moving into finger food and then being able to pick up their own food and feed themselves more regular meal times as they're starting to become less reliant on bottle or milk, um, breast milk. And then lastly, the final phase as they're moving towards one year old is we want to get them eating towards what the family is eating. So eating similar meals and you're starting to just introduce to them the meals that you would eat um, together and, and maybe toddlerfying that a little bit. So 
four to six months. So one of the things that I really encourage you to do before you even start offering them food to eat is to just get them to start observe meal times. Like I said earlier, babies learn from watching us. They watch everything we do. They're little sponges, sadly, because then they pick up all our bad habits as well. But what you want to do is sit your child in a high chair. If they are a little bit floppy at the four-month-old mark, that's cool. I used to put my daughter into a high chair at four months and pat her out with pillows. And I would bring her up to the table and and she would always sit at the dinner table whenever I was eating, either breakfast or lunch, and then definitely always at dinner time. She was pretty fussy, as most babies are at that time of the day, but she always really liked to be with us and and watch us at the dinner table and she would sit up in the high chair and we would chat and talk to her and we would eat and she watched us eat for a good probably four to six weeks before she tried food herself. And she was um, a great little eater, took to solids really, really well. Now, conversely, my son, who's actually only 18 months younger than my daughter, I have them really close together, do not recommend that gap. I'd wait. I'd wait. <laughs> wait a bit more time. So it meant that I had a nine-month-old and I was pregnant again. So when Carter was a baby, I had an 18-month-old. I had a toddler as well. And so I was so busy with her up at the table that he would be off either like lying on the floor Um, on the lounge room floor or in a jolly jumper when he was a little bit older. And I never did the whole sit him up in a high chair and pull him up to the table as well. One, because we only had one high chair at the time and I didn't think to get another, but he was super fussy and we just sort of dealt with him in other ways. But then one day uh, he was starting to be really hungry around the six month mark. And I was like, oh, it's probably time to give you solids. And I just like, popped him in a high chair, pulled him up to the table and he did not want a bar of it. And it didn't, it dawned on me only like a couple of weeks later, I was like, when he was still really not liking solid food and not into it at all, he'd have scream and tantrum in the high chair, that he never watched us eat like Asha did. And so if I could do it all again, particularly with Carter, is give him the opportunity to come and watch us eat because I think that that made a really big difference to the willingness to want to eat. He, had, he hadn't had any experience of our dinners until I just dragged him up to the, the table one day and started trying to feed him, whereas my daughter had, had watched us. So let them watch you like prepare food. I used to cook during that fussy time and they'd be in a high chair grizzling And I used to just become really animated and dance funny in the kitchen and pretend I was a celebrity chef, anything I could get them to do to stop crying and pay attention to me. And they would, they just sort of like sit there, you know, their little tears streaming down their face and they'd stop crying and occasionally I'd make them laugh and things like that. So first tip is to get them watching your meal um, for as long as you can before you even start the food. And then you're just starting to watch for those signs of readiness. So most babies are going to be ready by the end of this phase. So by six months old, most babies are ready. But like I said, I started Carter at six months old and he just did not want a bar of it. He was not interested in. And it was actually starting to become a bit stressful because I was trying and he just did not care. And so I ended up waiting, just stopping. I waited a month um, and around the seven and a half months old, I, I tried again with him. This time after him being in a high chair and watching us eat for a couple of weeks Um, and he did so much better. So there you go. 
But by, by about six months old, they, they will be ready. So don't feel like you have to rush it around four to five months. You've got time. Definitely wait for all of those signs, the hunger, the ability to sit upright, things like that. Then what you want to do is just start with one meal a day. Again, there are no rules. You can start with three meals a day if you want to. But from my perspective, I feel like it's busy enough. Just pick one meal. Maybe be consistent with that meal. Maybe it's breakfast. Um, maybe it's lunch, maybe it's dinner. Pick the meal where you feel like you have the most time to spend. Um, you're not going to be in a rush. Maybe pick the meal um, where you've got a partner around to support you if that's um, possible for you. But I would try and be consistent with that meal. So pick like one meal and then do that one every day because babies do love routine. The predictability of a daily cycle helps babies feel really secure because they know what's coming next. So an example of a routine that I had with my kids was for my daughter being the first. So she would have wake up in the morning, she'd have a full feed and then both her and I were tired and I'd put her straight back to, to sleep again and she would sleep in the mornings and then she would wake up later on in the morning at 10 and have another feed and then I would give her breakfast after that, so her first solid meal. So I was doing it mid-morning and eventually that meal transitioned to being like breakfast straight after her first um, feed of the day. But I found that that initially, because she, she was actually sleeping through the night, which I was really lucky, that first feed of the day, because she slept through the night, was a really big feed. I was quite full, had very full breasts. So she wasn't hungry straight after that big morning feed, but certainly by later on, mid-morning after the next one, she was much hungrier. So I just had better success there. So you can also sort of think about what's going to be the best meal. But in this first meal, maybe for the next, you know, week or two, they're not really going to get much into them. So don't stress about that. Your aim is for them to just start to taste and try things. And they'll pull funny faces and, you know, enjoy the process of it. So let's talk about what sorts of foods that you want to offer at this first meal. One of the things that's really important to start to offer and include in those first few months is iron-rich foods. So babies are born with a store of iron that will last them around six months and that then they need to start getting iron from their diet. So the thing is, is that breast milk is actually not a, very, not a good source of iron. There's no iron in breast milk. So an exclusively breastfed baby does need to have some solid food by around the six-month mark because of that reason. Um, bottle formula does have iron because they've added so fortified. So there's less risk of iron deficiency with a formula-fed baby. But certainly one of the whole points of introducing your child to solid food is to get them to include a large range of food into their day and and want to eat it. They can't have formula for the rest of their life. So with that in mind, these are some suggestions for some first foods to try from a range of different food groups. So we often, you know, get dictated with our first foods by either what our mother did or our grandmother did, which is like maybe rice cereal or something like that, mashed potato, etc. But there are a whole range of different foods that you can offer your baby that doesn't have to be rice cereal or potato. Um, so in your veggies, you can try other ones like this. These ones are easy to prepare and they're on the blander side. So they're just sort of milder in the flavor, which can be nice to start with. 
Um, So potato, pumpkin, sweet potato, swede, parsnip and avocado. Other things could be zucchini um, as well and get that all nice and mushy, peas, all nice and mushy, etc. Fruits, so bananas, apples, pears, and you are you are stewing and blitzing so they're nice and soft and easy for um, baby to swallow. But legumes can be given to babies, um, chickpeas, cannellini beans. Of course, they're going to be really well cooked and then blitzed or mashed up. You can use rice cereal. You can also use things like porridge, like oats, etc. And they absolutely can have meat, chicken and fish as well. So again, it's going to be really well cooked and it's going to be pureed up. So like I've been saying, so your first textures are going to be puree or mash. Now your very first few days, you probably even want the puree or the mash on the watery side. I don't know if this is actually an evidence-based practice or not, but it's certainly an old wives tale, which was mixing some breast milk or some formula milk into the first puree or mash helps the baby feel familiar to it. I remember doing it and I felt weird like trying to squeeze breast milk into my mashed potato was a weird moment for me. Um, (laughs) I did it a couple of times. You can absolutely do that if you want to, but you certainly don't need to because babies, like I said, aren't fussy. They're very open to putting things in their mouths and to trying new things. So you want to make the most of it. They will just take whatever you give them. They might pull up face or, you know, stick their tongue out, but don't take that as they don't like it. You just want to keep exposing them to lots of different flavours and things like that. But certainly those very first ones maybe make them a little bit watery and pretty smooth um, with very little lumps. So, Let's say you're progressing along, you started around the five-month mark, you started at one meal a day. I might just go back just briefly and talk through, I haven't popped it on the slides here, is quantities. Now, the reason I haven't got quantities on the slides is because there aren't any rules about it, but just to set some expectations around, and please remember that every baby is different, but they're probably only going to eat one to two teaspoons in that one meal a day for the first maybe week or two, then you might find that that increases to four teaspoons, you know, two tablespoons worth, like a little tub of cup. Generally, once you get to them eating around half a cup worth of food at one meal, you then could be ready to then add in a second meal for the day if you wanted to. So babies have pretty small stomachs, so that's generally the volume they can and pretty much tolerate. The other thing I do want to mention as well around volume is that you do typically want to be adding in the solid meal after the breast or the bottle feed rather than before. Now, there's a couple of reasons why that's recommended. The first one is that that breast or formula milk needs to be their primary food and for at least, you know, until they're 12 months old. So they want to do that first. And what some babies can do is prefer the solid food and not want the breast milk or the formula and they wean themselves off it too quickly. But we want to keep them on it as long as we possibly can if if you can do that. So definitely do the breast or the formula first and then do the solid feed after. And of course, that only works if you're starting to notice that your baby's starting to get hungry. So they'll have a full breastfeed or they'll have a full formula feed and then they feel hungry afterwards. So you're like, perfect. Now I can add in a solid meal. So 
that's where you want to go there. Slowly build up the amount of that one meal before you then add in that a second meal. That's it for today's episode. Tune in for part three tomorrow. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. 